God, you are a bitch. Welcome to Basic Snitches. <laughs> I'm Yvonne. <laughs> My phone is Yvonne. <laughs> we just recorded our Patreon exclusives, and at some point, I thought she called her phone Yvonne. So now her phone's name is Yvonne. I'm Tara. My name is actually Adam. <laughs> and today we are discussing chapter number 17 17 17 on the 17th 17 yes it's the 17th december 17th yeah and it's called a sluggish memory it is and i'm sending adam my thing um but before you read my thing and we do patreon things which is happening right now which is happening (laughs) wait what is that what's the wayne world oh yeah i can't do it but i know what you're talking about Patreon shout out time. You can be added to this list as well. Just go to patreon.com slash basic snitches. Our main tier is only $3 a month and you get exclusive content every single week as well as be acknowledged in every single podcast. And this week's exclusive is also a holiday related reaction sort of thing. Lately we've been doing well, mostly I've been making Jerry react to things, and she kind of has me react to something this time. We also have two other tiers. We have one for $5 and one for $10 with a whole bunch of excellent content. Should you want to listen to us rattle on even more about other things. And here are our patrons. They are Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Jen, Layla, Mary Beth, Megan, Nisi, Nicole, and Olivia. Continue your thoughts. I don't know. I don't know thoughts anymore. Oh, yeah. So chapter 16, winner, loser. What happened? <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. 16, a very frosty crisp. Do you know who the winner, loser are? The loser is going to be, what's his name? Lion Man. It is. The Minister of Magic because- And the winner is Harry. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Yeah, it was a pretty straightforward chapter on who would win, lose. Mm. There was definitely a contest for loser, honestly. Fleur was being rude, and Percy was there. And Creature gave maggots. Which is gross. But you are the fucking Minister of Magic harassing a child on Christmas. And you can't be, like, direct about your approach or anything. So, no, you lose. Yeah, especially in these chapters, we learned that Fudge kind of recommended this to him. That suggests that he has no spine. But the fact that he's also listening to Fudge. Yeah, let's use them to Fudge, you fucking dumbass. Sounds good to me. Woot. I'm going to read a thing. It's a short thing. Oh, you put in a thing. You put the thing in a thing. I did. Um, it's actually in the email, not in Google Documents. I know, because I wrote it. In, I don't know why I have this inconsistency. I wrote it in Notepad on my phone. I don't know. What the fuck is wrong with me? Okay, chapter 17 is Sluggish Memory. Everyone goes back to Hogwarts after Christmas and the fat lady is hungover. Hermione is still being super immature about Ron and Lavender. The students all learn that they'll be able to take apparition classes soon. Apparently, out of all the wizards in sixth year, Harry is the only one who has ever apparated. Harry has a meeting with Dumble. Then they chat about their holidays and have a bitch fest about the minister. After an awkward but touching moment between them, Harry fails to get the headmaster to dish on all his Draco and Snape secrets. Finally, Dumble takes Harry into the memory of Morphin Gaunt and oh, I'm sorry, Morphin Gaunt there it is. and then, surprise Horace Slughorn. Except that one's a bit weird. Dumble tells Harry that Professor Slughorn has altered his memory and gives him homework. Get our favorite armchair or potions professor to give him the real memory. That'll be easy, right? 
No. No. Not if you take Ron's advice. That's next chapter. <laughs> Let's open up with what happened to Percy. It was parsnips. Yeah. Not potatoes. I do like parsnips. But you always have potatoes in the mind. Because in the sure last do. episode, you were like, he got potatoes in his hair. And I was like, ooh, it's your beauty regimen. <laughs> but no, it's parsnips, which is honestly a bit more uh, Percy Speed, if you know what I mean. They're more phallic. So yeah, just wanted to mention that, that they threw parsnips at Percy. Dick-shaped objects for a big dick. And of course, like after all this, Molly Weasley is crying and everything. They even say at one point, oh, don't cry over Percy. We knew that he was an asshole. They're like literally the saying that to their mother. And yeah, and clearly that's not what Molly is crying about. She's yeah. like, oh, my poor baby. The fact that they also opened up the flu network for this. I'm like, mm-hmm. why don't they just always do this if they can do it during these times? Right. Because Professor McGonald doesn't want to sit in her office and watch people fall out of her fire. Yeah, but I loved that thought. At one point, she doesn't even look up. And she's like, oh, hello, Potter. Don't get sit on my rug. Right. And literally what Harry says is no, Professor. The way that that read, it sounds like he stands up and starts just like stomping on her rug. Right? So right? Like, rug. You think he just does that? Yeah. I won't. Stomp, stomp, stomp. <laughs> yes, he's like, no. And then they just kind of like stumble out. I don't know. I like that. No, I like that. But it would be kind of jarring, I think, because now we've seen so many different ways that people have traveled to Hogwarts. The thought of, like, being in the borough and two seconds later being back at school, like, they even talked about, like, once they got there that it had snowed much more heavily at Hogwarts. That has got to be, like, a trip. A mindfuck. That's what I mean by that. Oh, no, I get that. I mean, that's kind of like when you fly, you know? Like, when I went to Iowa. A little bit, yeah. And I left Cleveland. And I flew to Minneapolis and whatever, I got off the plane and it was fucking freezing and the like, whatever it is to walk to the terminal, whatever that little like tunnel thing is. Yeah. But then when I flew back, I went from Cedar Rapids to Atlanta. We're all wearing our heavy winter coats in Cedar Rapids. And then we're getting off the plane in Atlanta and we're like, fuck this, you know? So, you know, what's funny when I went to Vegas for work, it was in February and, I mean, it's Vegas. It's very hot and dry. Mm-hmm. Kind of like your vagina. That's from Drag Race. But I couldn't help say it. He just wanted to say it. Yes. Laganja Estranja, who's a weed drag queen. See? I mean, it's all connected. It's all there. We fly into Vegas. As I'm leaving the airport and approaching the uh, rideshare pickup and stuff, it's fucking snowing in Vegas for the first time in years. And I'm like, yup, oh that's right. I brought it from Cleveland, You're motherfucker. Like, hey. Here, guys, I brought you a present. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. So similar, but I'm like, wow, feels like home. <clears throat> so yeah, I guess that's a good point. Flu powder is much faster than flying. That, because I kind of like how it talked about how he could like see the inside of other people's rooms through other fireplaces, which sort of made me understand the flu network more because previously it was just like, oh, you it's just like a whirlwind and you feel dizzy. No, it's actually like a network that you're like flying through. It, I, I don't know. I like that i liked everything about the flu network thing here in fact it's funny because in these two chapters they remove several different things about hogwarts like in the boundaries that they have being the flu network and then of course we'll get into apparition that's mostly in the next chapter, next chapter but yeah very interesting and so they go back into the gryffindor common room and they're like bobbles and the fat lady is like no i also, changed my tune also you very loud you're very loud. Violet got me fucked up. <laughs> Good old Violet. And then here comes Hermione, and she knows the password, of course. And, and it's she... abstinence. Hmm. 
Either Hermione was like, hey, fat lady, the password to... Oh, the fat it. lady. I feel like the fat lady just knows what the fuck's well, up, and she's like, it's time. Yeah, I. <laughs> that's actually what I think I agree with. She's like, wow, this is the horny year, isn't it? <laughs> she's like, God, these fucking kids. I really wish I could just get drunk and not listen to all these teenagers fucking. She's like, too bad we drank all the wine from that portrait. Violet's got a hookup. Right? I trust she's, Violet. She's like, Violet, I need you to go find wine in another painting, please. <laughs> I'm gonna need that. You know that there's probably some, like, picture of bitches stomping grapes. God, I hope so. Otherwise, there is a very limited amount of wine, and they have been there for years and years. Right? I wonder if that wine replenishes itself. Maybe. It is a painting, after all. Right? So, Hmm. actually, they're just drinking paint. Well, whatever makes them happy, I suppose, because they're not really alive. I guess. Poor fat lady. Anyways. (laughs) So, yeah, so Hermione's like, it's abstinence. And then she's like, I'm ignoring Ron. And I just need her to stop okay. behaving like a fucking child. I actually had a different perspective on this. Okay. Because previously, I think she was a lot more just bitchy. And bitchy is necessarily the right word because she's bitchy a lot of the time. But, like, she's sulky in the past. Yeah. She's like, I want to be with Ron. And then here, death birds. This time, they pass Lavender and Lavender's like, what? Hermione's just like, so how's Christmas? How's Juan Juan's house? And I thought it was like a little more sarcastic. And oh, see, stuff. that part I think is funny. It's when it gets worse as the chapter progresses. Oh, it does. Okay, I guess I didn't yeah. really notice that. Yeah. There is one point, and maybe this is the next chapter too, because they definitely bleed together a oh, little bit. Oh, it's way worse where than the next chapter. Harry's just like, Hermione, can you stop being such She's a like, rancid no. bitch? And she stomps away. Yeah. Okay, I don't know when that He doesn't was. call her a rancid bitch, but yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Maybe my edition is different, because I'm pretty sure he, she stops away, and he just calls after a rancid bitch. In no, my version, there really are the sex scenes, okay? Right? <laughs> In my scene, the fat lady and violet are smoking meth. Is that what you do? Do you smoke meth? I don't know. <laughs> meth heads, email us. at gmail.com. It's like you said, she's like... I'm ignoring you. So how was everything? And like Jenny goes to meet Dean and then Harry's like, I got to gossip about Malfoy because that's what I do. Okay. So that's another reason why I was like, okay, this is an improvement for Hermione in this chapter because at least she's like, okay, I see where you're coming from. At least Harry's being listened to a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. This book being so different from the last book, it's like we still are getting this thing of people not trusting Harry. So that felt good to me. But also when Harry's like, Snape referred to him as his master, and Hermione's like, mm. That is and true. And Harry's like, who else would that be? I don't know, his father? And I was like, do you call your father master? Well, the fuck? that's a good point. But you know how like in older times, they would be like the master of the house. That would be know? true. So maybe that's what it was. That might be something more like that a butler would say. And I wouldn't put it past the Malfoys to have some evil butler. Can we take a moment to appreciate that Harry acknowledges out loud, you know damn well I don't pay attention in history of magic. I, yes. Harry's like, you know I'm a shitty student, right? <laughs> Did, it, has this gone unnoticed by you? Well, I don't think especially in that useless as fuck class. Right. So. Although let's talk about it. That's almost like a pass off from one ghost professor to another because... <laughs> we'll get more into it in the next chapter because I have some thoughts about Will Peter Twice. Oh, I will look forward to that. <laughs> um, then they see the signs for apparition lesson. They do, which I create kind of love. Now, Harry is still 16, right? Yes. So are they just like, oh, we're grandfathering you in? No, so they can all take the classes if they're 16, but they won't be able to take the test unless they're 17. Got it. Okay. So Harry is the only one of the three that will not be able to take the test. And he never does. 
He never takes a test. He just learns yeah. on his own. Or he just does it. Yeah. When I wrote it in the thing, this is my whole thing about how they're like, well, Harry's already operated. Everyone wanted to know. And they're like, oh my God, tell me more. How has this boy who was raised by muggles, who doesn't ever spend yeah. time outside of school with wizards, except when he goes to the Weasleys, how is he the only one that's ever done side-along apparition? Is apparition something, I guess, that... They, is... do, they, do they not want said long apparition to be a thing? Well, I was almost thinking, like, maybe apparition as a whole is for emergency travel only. If that was the case, we wouldn't be making a whole big class out of it. That'd be something that you would do as that an is adult outside of wizard school that or is whatever. True now, you you say that, but then again, this is a wizard school, which is terribly, which makes like, irrational. negative amounts of sense. Yes. And I also think of, like, when the twins did it, and they were apparating from room to room. If that's the case, like, that probably wouldn't have happened either but yeah i mean that's a really good point how has this not happened to any of these fucking students maybe side along that's what they call it they, they call it side along apparition yeah, yeah. like because it's like almost like trademark because it's mentioned along. in the first couple chapters of the book where they're like where harry's like reading the newspaper articles yeah and they talk about you doing that as like getting your family to safety or whatever okay so maybe it's side along apparition that is more tricky or something because Dumble obviously does it and then maybe that's why other people haven't done it because yeah. let's use the emergency thing maybe side along apparition is more of an emergency maybe tactic. and Dumble's just like I'm the greatest wizard ever Harry this I don't have to think about it this'll tickle Harry's like <laughs> it was actually really uncomfortable and everyone's like it sounds great Harry's like no it's really not fun unless it's in the movie and he's like oh I just go along with it <laughs> but it's so random however and then like Ron is being like my brother is bigger than me and he's just like this gorilla size. I better pass my test the first time, Ron said, looking anxious. Fred and George did. Charlie failed, though, didn't he? Yeah, but Charlie's bigger than Oh, me. yeah. Ron held his arms out from his body as though he were a gorilla. Mm, like yeah. he's like beefier. I mean, I think we all kind of imagined that Charlie was kind of like stockier. And... I guess. I mean, when we... When was this? It was actually a Patreon exclusive where we, we were casting... Yeah. People were in the movies. I said the actor who plays Bill feels more like a Charlie to me. Mm-hmm. I picture that as Charlie. Gleason, yeah. But maybe you're right. Maybe because he Didn't works I with say dragons. Ed Sheeran or something. Yeah. Ed Sheeran. Fun? Spoiler alert for non patrons. <laughs> Charlie. Well, we kind of mix it up. Either Charlie is played by Ed Sheeran or Bill's. Um, what was the name of the actor? Domino Gleason. Yes, you just said his name, and my brain was like, "It's okay." It's <laughs> Mad Eye Moody, Brendan Gleason's son. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I heard that at one point because that does sound vaguely familiar. But even as you say it, that is kind of surprising to me in a very cool way. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. But yeah, Ed Sheeran's a Weasley, basically, okay. is what it came down to. But if he's working and he's like wrangling dragons, you have to be pretty strong. So I guess that kind of makes sense. That's right. I did. Yeah. Noticed that and I was like, interesting. Kind of rude. Do you have anything to say before we get to Dumbledore, actually? Because um, everything else I have. Yes, I just want okay. to talk about charms. That's right, because they do have this charms class. Seamus, who we kind of haven't thought about or talked about at all, is terrible <laughs> at charms, and Flitwick makes him write the lines, I am a wizard, not a baboon brandishing a stick. Which is amazing. So good. Major naps for Flitwick right there. Just, he gets in like these little moments. Honestly, anytime you interact with Professor Flitwick or Professor Sprout, who you know and love, but you don't really get to know through the series, 
is just a treasure. I love that. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I just thought that that was fun. Just wanted to make sure that we mentioned that. You know, it's funny because Charms is a class I always think that we could see more of. It has to be cool. Yeah, it, it has to be cool. And I guess when you think about it, they did have that conversation in Herbology. But to me, it always feels like they are having passing through conversation Charms. Because we learn about so many cool things. And like Herbology, I'm sure, is great too. Especially if Neville loves it that much. Right. But... I mean, they're like kind of open pus sacks filled with cum and shit in yeah. herbology. So, yay. Um, pus sacks filled with cum is my new drag name. I would maybe leave that one off the table. That, that's probably a good recommendation. <laughs> I was like, I was, that's one so bad. I can't say that Stara's new drag name. Also, doesn't really fit her personality. It's my personality a little bit more. <laughs> I still don't recommend. Through all of this, there's so many like little details that happens in the first part of this chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, Harry does get this little like roll of parchment that's from Dumble, and then like why is Dumble always like delivering his like Harry we have a class together in like weird ways to different people right you're fucking Dumbledore do what Voldemort does at the end of the series and like be like Harry Potter (laughs) I'm calling you to my (laughs) office like this school does which okay that is another thing that is how Dumble should be communicating with Harry that yes in the middle of the day just everyone in the school just hears this is like the loudspeaker Come to my office. That's the loudspeaker at Hogwarts. Because it happened at some point in these two chapters. It probably was after potions class in the next chapter. But they have a bell at Hogwarts, which is so weird to me. The bell has to be something weird. Like it is the sound of, I don't know, someone shrieking. The thought of this really dangerous, intensely beautiful, magical school. And it's like, ding, ding, ding. Time to go to your next class. (laughs) No. Couldn't think but of anything if, else. If there was an actual PA system, do you know how often thieves would go in there and just fuck with it? Exactly. So that's why Dumble just takes his wand and is like, sonar voice. Microphonus. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> now, speaking of Dumbledore, when they are having these conversations, because they have the, the conversation about Rufus Grimminger. Which is little, lovely. It's lovely, but it's also a little awkward. It's a little awkward. I'm like, we're just talking about the Minister of Magic like this. And he's like, he's told me that I was a Dumble man I... through and through. And they are both and like. I told him that I was. And then Dumble got a little tear. I think that. that's so sweet. I kind of read it as weird. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what that is, though. This is really showing how much Harry trusts in Dumbledore, in spite of everything that Dumbledore puts him through for seven years. Okay. Dumbledore, like, getting that kind of reassurance that Harry cares about him and, like, believes in him, because Dumbledore knows all of the truth. You know, he knows all the things about himself that he's never going to tell Harry until way down the road, and he knows the dangers he's putting Harry in and all this stuff. I don't know, I feel like he's feeling just very emotional about the fact that this boy trusts him and depends on him and it's probably part of his whole I don't just want to sacrifice this child I care about him you know and I I don't know I just think it's a nice moment I definitely read everything with Dumble in a different way and so you might disagree with me they have that conversation and then there's the stuff about Draco I have a lot of feelings about how he handles that okay so maybe we do agree because he listens and stuff but it feels like he has like resting bitch face as he's talking to harry and then he's like i don't even want to hear it don't even worry about it i got it under control but he doesn't even say that he doesn't say don't worry about it i've got it under control he's like that's nothing yes yes thank you you were correct you kind of get some inner monologue from harry of like oh wait okay does this mean that dumbledore like sent snape and he of course it's the harry overthinking thing right because i don't like that i don't like how frank he was Dumbledore just like dismisses it. I don't either, especially because of how 
Dumbledore and Harry should be moving on to being stronger communicators after the fifth book. And this has always bothered me. And Harry, I think, handles it so well for being always left in the dark. You know, and even the thing about Snape, because Harry's like, are you sure you trust him? You have not given this child any reason Mm -hmm. to trust Snape, and you've not given him an answer. And if your answer is, I have my reasons, then don't be all fucking mysterious about it. Tell the child that you need him to trust you. I need you to trust me, Harry. I know I can trust Snape, and I need you to trust that I'm correct. Not, I have my reasons, mysterious bullshit. So you've got a child who is filled with questions, who doesn't ever get any answers. Like, at the very least, he could have been like, cool, thanks for telling me, I'll look into it. Like, and honestly, that's just be the like, end of it. I appreciate you telling me, I will handle it. Th- that's the thing. I appreciate you telling me, because the way he says it feels cold. Like, he's just dismissing him. Literally seconds after, he was feeling very like, like oh, you're a dumbbell man through and through. Right, and he's just like, Harry's got me. Like, Harry's my guy. Whatever. And let me prove it to you. And I'm then, looking out for you. Oh, and don't worry like, about it. Bitch, this is Harry Potter. Like, the whole fucking world is revolving around him. And I'm sorry, it is for Harry to be concerned with because this is his life. So it starts there where it feels kind of cold and dismissive. And then, like, the use of the words that Cabbage Patch Kid uses during all of this. Like, Dumble scoffed. I don't think scoffed was one of them. But that's an example of, like, the words that are used mm-hmm. to describe how Dumble is talking. And it seems like he's just very flippant. I don't know if it's because he's stressed and he got his crispy hand and he's like, we really need to figure this shit out or what? But I have this air of Dumble constantly being just short with Harry. Yeah. that makes sense? And he says several times, as I already said, that's how I think of him yeah. saying it in my head. How, he, how he's like, I have been patient enough to answer this question about Snape however many fucking times. Right! But I'm sorry, Harry saw the fucking dark mark on Snape in his fourth year. In his fifth year, yes, Snape was like the reason that they all didn't fucking die obviously Sirius did but still Harry knows Snape has a fucking dark mark and he's never been nice to Harry and he just feels like a fucking bad guy yeah and that is the point sure you can walk up to Lupin and be like we trust Snape and Lupin's like I don't need you to reassure me because I trust you this is a child who has been traumatized upon trauma you know even like when I think about current relationships and communication and stuff you think of someone based on the evidence that you see so it doesn't even matter to me that Harry's like only 16 and stuff despite him being like Hermione you stupid bitch didn't you know I was a bad student earlier (laughs) I do think there are moments where you see some real brilliance from Harry and he's able to observe his surroundings and make these judgment calls on people and guess what a lot of times he's right I don't know the way that Dumbledore talks to Harry in these moments and perhaps more than ever out of any other books maybe that's not necessarily true I mean I'm very teen Harry in book five as well obviously I'm always teen Harry but I'm really looking out for like okay why are people treating Harry this way Speaking of, one thing that I also kind of like passed over, the whole thing of the ministry so worried about what Dumble is doing and where he's going and stuff and how they're following him. Why do they care so much about Dumble when all this other stuff is happening in their world? It feels very inappropriate and unprofessional. Well, Ministry of Magic. Uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) yes. 
But like, what is it that they care so much? Do they think that Dumble has ulterior motives? Do they know about his relationship with Grindelwald and that makes him suspicious? What's the whole deal here? The other thing is that they sent Dollish over in the second time and I was like, oh, poor Dollish. Dollish is getting his ass kicked by Dumble all the time. With a name like Dollish, you know that this guy is not that bright. Right? This poor guy. (laughs) Well, you know, he probably is, but he's against Dumble. They're like, we're just going to keep sending this guy after Dumble. Yeah. And Dollish is like, come on, Cabbage Patch Kid sometimes likes to name characters based on their personality. Dollish sounds like he's like, you know what I mean? I'm going to stand for Dollish because Dumbledore is like, I've already had to do this once. And I feel like Dumbledore- Dumbledore feels feels bad about it. He feels bad about it. And I bet bet he's a good dude and he's probably a great Auror, but they sent him after Dumbledore. And he's like, fuck, not again. Come on. Are you kidding me? Can we focus on someone else that's actually bad? Like from or Belsterix Lestrange or something? (laughs) Right. Please. He better have gotten a bonus. He better have. There's a dick joke sitting there somewhere. I was about to be like, that Dumble did give him a bonus. <laughs> Dollish is the one that when Umbridge was being mm-hmm. mega in the last book. Around Marietta Edgecombe yes, and all yep. that. Yes, yep. Dollish okay. is there. That's what I thought. Oh, we forgot about Phineas Nigellus. Oh, yeah. I knew it. I knew. When I was reading this, I was like, of course Tara's going to bring this oh, up. Oh, yeah. Listen, we all know that I love him, but... Dude, stay the fuck out of this. And Dumble is even like, that's enough. I knew you were going to say something about Phineas Nigellus. Now, this is really is Tara's boyfriend. You right? love him. I love when he comes into the... Like, he's just... I don't he, know. He's, he's a that fun, bitch. He's a fun character. Yeah. He's yeah. a fun character. Even when he's being an asshole. He's like the fat lady. Every time you see them, you know it's going to be comic relief. Right? You're like, you know? yes, thank you. Yeah. Now, the way that Dumble opens this up as we get into the memories and stuff, it's like a fucking soap where he's like, now the last time on our little journey, right. we, if you recall, we saw Goldie at the orphanage. All of that kind of stuff and then he starts describing what Tom Riddle was like Mm -hmm. you never would have thought he was a bad guy he was so charming and blah 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 and what I wrote down is Ted Bundy so you are somewhat into true crime right I mean I'm not into it but I know a little bit I have watched like the Ted Bundy tapes and stuff right and like Ted Bundy is one of the serial killers that I know the most about because to me it's a little bit more fascinating because he is a sociopath Tara's taking the selfie right now. I was doing my B-reel. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't get into B-reel. I th- I'm like, no. It's all Jean Brennan's fault. Yes, it is! It 100% is. Because she told me about it, and I tried it once, and I was like, I do not like this. Nobody wants to see where I am. I'm always in my house. Who cares? Anyway, Ted Bundy. I literally thought it was like, oh, Adam's talking about a serial killer. Time to ignore him. <laughs> no, I was literally like, I look like this. You think I'm taking a selfie on it for a bit? Fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, Adam's like, I'm just gonna be honest with you, and this is not your best look. <laughs> Whoa! I'm a bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who? Let's bring it back to Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing with Ted Bundy is how he was, oh, he was so handsome and charming and he would never do something like this and looks can be deceiving. And of course he was a huge mega psychopath. The things he did were fucking awful. And here we are with Voldy in the same sort of thing. And the way that Dumble describes him made me think of that to a T. This is also where Harry is like, but you didn't really trust him. Yes. The riddle in the diary told Harry that. Yes, Dumble never completely trusted me. It's like, well, Dumble at least had a little bit more of a backstory and was a little bit more wary 
of him, I think. And then the other thing that comes up here is about the friends that kind of attracted all to of him. All the names? That's in the memory, because but... it is. It's all of the, like, other Death Eaters. There's mm-hmm. Avery and stuff like that. But, no, Dumble calls it, and of course he does, in, like, the most, like, fabulous way possible. He's like, dark glamour. Why the fuck did they call themselves Death Eaters? <laughs> right? When they could have called themselves dark glamour. Right? No kidding. That is so much more fancy. But very bad of he had all these followers, he like started to amass them at Hogwarts, mm. but he didn't care about any of them. And it was total cult behavior. Yeah. This is everything that I learned from My Favorite Murder. I love it. My Favorite Murder sponsor us. I love you. You're like the first podcast I listen to. And I would love to be on your network, but I reached out to them and I never heard anything. They were like, who are you? They're like, you are not a famous already comedian. So for them, because we're great. Yes, agreed. Exactly right now, where Karen and Georgia, if you're listening to us, (laughs) they're not listening to us. But I love you. Um, We love you, but we're cool too. We are. We're a little bit more potatoey, and I say that collectively. (laughs) I'm more potatoey than probably other people on your network as well. So potatoes are delicious. They are. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that about Dumble's preface here. Not only is it like he's telling a murder mystery to children, but he's like on the last episode. (laughs) If you recall in the last chapter, we discovered a Previously on Adventures into the Pensive with Dumbledore. But all this stuff that does feel very much, he's painting him as the sociopath that he is. And then the first thing that we end up seeing is the memory from Morphin. Mighty Morphin is back. Mighty Morphin is back and he looks like Sweetums. (laughs) Now, remember in the past how we called Hagrid Cousinette? Yeah. Hagrid is Sweetums. Morphin is Cousinette. Let's be clear here. Because he could barely see his eyes or his mouth. Voldy pops in and he's like, it's you. And then he starts talking in parcel tongue and he's like, wait, what the fuck? I thought you were that fucking muggle. Because I don't understand how time works and that muggle would look just like you. Also, not old. what if he looked just like his father but he had his mother's eyes and Voldemort didn't have any eyelids? <laughs> That's canon. Oh my god, he's just like Harry in every <laughs> fucking like Harry. way. He's half-blood, he has his mother's eyes, no eyelids, just looks like, just like his father. Wow, it's like they're basically... He murdered... Wait, no. Diametrically <laughs> opposed in every way. I love the idea of like him coming in and being like, it's that fucking muggle bitch, and being like, wait a minute, those eyes... I've seen them before. (laughs) And he's not blinking at all. Oh my god. And then what happens here? Because you touched on it. It was either in a previous episode or we talked about it. At this point, he's fully divulged into his evilness. Oh yeah, he's Voldemort. And he's still at fucking school. He's still at school. So that's something that I was going to ask when we were watching the movie. In the second memory, which we'll get more into, we'll get more into both of these memories, obviously. But in the second memory, he is wearing the ring that he got from Morphin. Mm -hmm. But he also also asks about horcruxes now at that point he already at least created two horcruxes the ring which i assume was off of his father okay is that correct i don't know maybe i would say no because he hasn't learned how it works yet but the diary is definitely off of myrtle i know that for a fact right but he's still in school so wait was the ring before the like he hasn't killed myrtle at this point i'm assuming he hasn't killed myrtle at this point Okay, I was assuming that it was like the diary had already happened 
the ring had already happened, and then he's asking about Horcruxes, but maybe I'm getting But if he doesn't know how to make Horcruxes because he's got to ask Slughorn, then he wouldn't have made any of them yet. Yeah. I guess I had also (laughs) assumed that it's just like, oh, if you kill somebody, boom, Horcruxes. But if Voldemort's killed a million people, so that would have meant he got a million Horcruxes. So there is some magic involved. It's not just something that happens. Yes. And we will, I'm sure, in the future discuss what that might or yeah. might not be. Yeah, because this is the stuff, now that we're getting into Horcrux land, which is also the name of your mom's house. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It basically looks like the little strange vault. It's just filled with stuff. There's <laughs> <laughs> more stuff in my mom's house. Oh, no. Hoarders. I've got a bit, case for you. It's a bit hoardy. Are you a hoarder or are you a horcrux? Yes. Which kind of whore are you? Definitely a horcrux. It's like Glinda. Are you a hoarder or are you a horcrux? And one of those bad ones is good. Which and then Dorothy's like, excuse me, the only bad witches are ugly. What did you mean by that? What does that mean? Where I were we? I told a bad bitch, not a bad witch. So there you are. I'm um, both. Well, I know. So yeah, Morphin, Tom Riddle basically changes his memories. and He changes his memories. False memory. Mm-hmm. He knocks him out, stupefies him. Yep. Takes his wand. Murders um, his family. Yep. Grandma, grandpa, daddy, all dead. And then comes back and is like, here you go, bitch. Throws the wand on the ground and is like, stop. And then Morphin thinks that he murdered them. Morphin probably was like, that's a great memory because I've always wanted to murder that fucker. Exactly. It was for like, good job, me. Good job, I mean, me. if he's going to go to the ministry and just flat out admit it, you know? Right. The other thing that I was thinking here, I know that he like admitted it, but could the ministry do anything beyond the most basic shit? If you did any sort of research into who was killed here and realize what had happened, then you might be able to get on the right path of like who actually killed him. Maybe it is a little bit more complicated convoluted that people didn't actually understand at back then that Marope fucked this notable guy. Apparently that's something that we didn't keep track of at all back then. Yeah. Because Dumbledore's always talking about how people couldn't praise Voldemort back to Tom Riddle. No one knew that Voldemort was actually like descended from Salazar Slytherin and the one Peveril brother. That was all shit that he had to like research the fuck out of to learn. Apparently we don't keep good track of this shit in Wizarding World, which is not shocking. Well, and in this instance specifically, when Marope was just like, ooh, my dad and brother are gone. I'm gonna fuck some shit up and use the love potion and everything. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit more like covert. So I guess I get that part, but that was something I had thought of like, wouldn't it be just more obvious? But I guess now when we know all this information, it would be. So did Marope and Morphin go to Hogwarts? I kept confusing myself because at one point, like I assumed that they did go to Hogwarts. Right. Because it talks about how Tom Riddle Jr. was looking for his father's name on like Quidditch trophies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was like, wait a minute, his father didn't go to Hogwarts? And I was like, well, duh, father was the muggle. Mm-hmm. Then he started looking for Marvolo. So I kept confusing myself, but I think they must have gone to because Hogwarts. Because that's how he would have found Morphin and like found out who Marope was. Yeah, that's a good point. Because he family. had to do his own research too. All yeah. he knew was the, the name Marvolo. Yeah, I would assume that they did go to Hogwarts. And then apparently just stopped knowing how to do shit because they were a goddamn mess. Well, yeah. In Marope's case especially, like, she graduated Hogwarts and immediately this whole stuff with Ogden happened. And then, boom, she gets knocked up. She has Moldy and she dies. That's her whole trajectory. What a fun life for her. Oh, yes. (laughs) I like how matter of fact you said that. I'm like, (laughs) what a fun life. Poor Marope. Right? 
in her non-existent eyelids. So they come out of that memory. Harry's like so mad about how come they couldn't track that Tom Riddle did magic, you know, because he was underage. Dumble explains the whole thing about magic being in the house, which is why he got blamed for the hover charm from Dobby. And we yeah. go back to that. Yeah. And Harry is that just like, he's like, look what happened to Morphin. Harry always cries me with his like, that's not fucking fair shit. He can get so riled up about stuff that's not fair, even mm. though Morphin was a shitty guy. Harry is so riled up about it because he just does not accept shit that is not fair. Yeah. And I love that about him. I do really like that too. I mean, this guy is obviously a piece of shit, but right? Yeah. He's like, that's not fair. And then the second one, of course, it's very, very quick. Like, I actually was kind of surprised at how quickly chapter ended Mm -hmm. because it's a slughorn party. That's where, like you had said earlier, they mentioned Avery and they mentioned Lestrange. Lestrange, yes. So Rodolfo Lestrange. Yeah. Boldy's wearing the ring which has caused my confusion. Yeah. I had mentioned it to you, I think even before we watched the movie, how terrifying it would be after going into multiple memories at this point, and then all of a sudden a cloud appears and you hear this big booming voice. It's interesting how the movie does it. In the movie, I don't think it's quite as obvious that it's been tampered with. A little bit when you look at the actor who is playing young Tom Riddle, I got a thing that, like, that's so terrifying. And basically it's when Tom Riddle is like, hey, yo, you're different. Walrus Man. What? Walrus Man. Although I do want to comment on what young Slughorn looks like, because I feel like he's described like he's a Looney Tune. He's sitting on a crumpet, and he's drinking tea and eating crystallized pineapple. His mustache, less massive than it was these days, was gingery blonde. Yes, but his nose was huge, and his legs were tiny, and he was a cartoon character. He was not quite as round as the Slughorn Harry knew, though the golden buttons on his thick, richly embroidered waistcoat was taking a fair amount of strain. He's not a thick bitch yet. He's just yeah. a thick bitch. His little feet rested on a velvet poof. Yes! <laughs> Why is he painted that way? It seems so weird to me. He's got a bunch of fucking blonde hair. Yes, that's a good sentence. <laughs> very cartoonish i just did not think like that that's almost like the only thing i have to say about this memory he's like yes we know that it's been tampered but like the way that specifically slughorn is described that's all very very interesting tom riddle's like is it true professor mary thought is retiring and you know slughorn is like you're not supposed to know that because i'm gonna try to get his office <laughs> yeah yeah that's right so apparently like, that's what, he, what is it in the movie when he says that or in the movie he says that i want professor mary Potts office yeah so it's like oh who was there in between because obviously some time has passed here basically that's what happens yeah then there's the thick white fog and then he hears you'll go wrong boy mark my words the fog goes away harry's like I don't fucking understand. And then Slughorn does the whole, oh, is it that time? Everyone should go. Detention. And then Tom's like, I have a question. And then more fog. And then he says, I don't know what that is. I don't know. I I wouldn't tell you. Whatever. And then Dumble's like, okay, well, that's done. Let's go. Harry, you have homework. Figure out what he really said. Really? That's the homework? I mean... I know back when we went to Couchland when he was a couch. I can I can never remember what it was Bobbledy Bobbledy. When we were at Bobbledy Bobbledy. <laughs> Bobbledy Bobbledy. Bobbledy Bobbledy. That's exactly that's what he said. I said that. Bobbledy Bobbledy Bobbledy. Yeah, Bobbledy Bobbledy Boo. When they were there, Harry just kind of did it naturally. But this is like an undertaking. Yeah. And this bleeds into the next chapter, but at the beginning of the next chapter, they mentioned Felix Felicis. I like that that was like planted there. It's like, oh, yeah. hey, here's a little hint about 
how this is going to work out. Because at this moment, it does feel like an unsurmountable thing. Right. Clearly Slughorn is, and we've not ever been like, he's not a gifted wizard. He's clearly a very gifted wizard. He altered a memory before giving it to Dumbledore of all people. Yeah. Now, in this instance, it's like, oh, it's very clearly altered, too. Well, and Harry's like, well, couldn't you do it? And he's like, "Mm, it would probably be best if we don't, like, force it out of him. Which is fair. (laughs) Yeah, and then let's see what happens in the next chapter, in the next episode, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want to play? Yeah. I can't believe that's the first time I did that. I don't even like those. I don't like those. Those are terrible. My ex likes those. Well, fuck him. I recommend that you don't, but you know what I mean. Been there, done that. <laughs> okay, we are going to play one of my favorite games to play with Tara because she's really good at this, and that is Wrong Answers Only. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm going to give you five facts oh, about no. these memories that you have to tell me the wrong answer about. Oh, shit. Okay. Number one, what did Voldemort do to Morphin? I know what my answer is. He made him some sleepy tiny tea. You're going in the right exact same direction as I am. And tucked him in for a nice little nap. And read him a little story. And read him a little story. My answer is that he gave him a nice shave and a haircut and smacked him on the ass and went on his merry way. (laughs) (laughs) So similar. It's very wholesome. Number two. Which, you know, Tom Riddle is nothing but, so. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when I think of Tom Riddle, I think of wholesome. Wholesome. Because he's a big asshole. (laughs) Number two. What did Voldy do to his dad? (laughs) Do you want to hear my answer? Yes. My answer is that he gave him a piggyback ride. (laughs) Oh. Let's see. He, because wizards are rude, he walked into the house without (laughs) And he was like, give me snacks! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, he walked into the house without even asking. And his dad was like, wow, you look just like me, and I'm very confused. And he was like, you should be, fucker. And then he pokes him in the nose with his wand and then murders him. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about, like, he batted the eyelashes that he doesn't have because he can't do that because he has no eyelids. (laughs) Wow, it's like looking into a mirror. But those eyes, (laughs) they're so entranced. I don't understand. (laughs) He made his dad a love potion just like his mom did. And then he fucked him. Whoa, no. We don't don't support incest on this podcast. We don't support incest in our lives either. (laughs) Let me be very clear. Number three. What did Voldy ask Slughorn? Um, sir, what would you like for Christmas this year, other than crystallized pineapple and lots of meat? And what did Slughorn say? What did Slughorn say? He's like, "Mm, I really could use a new frying pan. Okay, well, you were right (laughs) up until he said that. The actual answer is, he was like, "Mm, I could really use a new Furby. (laughs) If you're not on Patreon... That will make Definitely a new Furby as opposed to a the new Furby. Because his Slughorn has a fucking collection. <laughs> that's, Wait, that's remember the collection? Like his collection isn't students, it's Furbies. It's actually Furbies. <laughs> Next, how did Dumble get his crispy hand? Oh, so this last summer, Dumble and... I'm sorry, I love how this started. you're just like, oh. Very matter of fact, you're just like... So yeah, last summer, Dumble and... Three of his friends who are actually muggles went camping and he said, guys, I will make the campfire. And they were like, "Mm, Dumble, you're not allowed to use magic around us. So how are you going to make a campfire? (laughs) The muggles said that? Yeah, they did. Because they know he's magic because they're Dumble's friends. 
Okay. And they were like, you can't, you can't do that around us. And we don't want you to get in trouble because we love you. And he's like, I got it. I'm the best wizard of all time. They're like, but you're a shitty muggle. And then he set himself on fire. Okay. That is not correct, though. The actual <laughs> answer is he got his pussy hand in a freak easy bake oven accident. <laughs> and number five. Five? Yes. Number five. What is Harry's homework? Harry's homework, after looking at the Slughorn memory that is all fucked up, is to try to do the same thing Tom Riddle did with his uncle and make Slughorn sleepy time tea and tuck him into bed and be like, you have to tell me and hypnotize him and tell him the true answer. Okay, that actually might actually work, too. If only Harry had sleepy time tea. Right? Maybe we just need sleepy time tea. Sleepy time tea is the answer to everything. (laughs) Right. But the actual correct answer is multiplication tables because he's finally learning math at Hogwarts. <laughs> so in the movie, we do get like a very quick little lavender moment with Ron. When Hermione's like, excuse me, I have to go and vomit. Yes. But it's very quickly goes to Dumbledore's office. Dumbledore is dramatic as fuck. This memory is everything. Like, it's just very dramatic. The vials look very interesting. They're really cool looking. Mm -hmm. The memory is very, very fast. While I was thinking of young Tom Riddle, I was thinking of young Tom Riddle in the second movie. I really like the actor who plays him in the second movie. Me too. Because that's where I was like, okay, wait. If he has his ring, but he already did the Horcrux, but clearly in the second movie, he's like older. He's like seventh year Tom Riddle. Whereas here, it's definitely like younger. Apparently Tom Riddle had the Neville Longbottom effect. Right. (laughs) Because this actor in this movie looks so much like the kid that we saw at the orphanage. Well, it's it's, the same actor. It is the same actor. From the orphanage, yes. Really? I think so. I mean, I guess that makes I'm see. I'm still same, thinking we're in the same movie. That's true. I'm still thinking that like so much time has passed, but right. not that much time has actually passed. So that makes sense. Now the little moment with Slughorn and the like actual memory that was like doctored. There's no white cloud or anything. I mean, it's not like a drastic change, but it's just Slughorn being like, "What are you talking about? Even if I knew that, I wouldn't tell you." Riddle is just kind of like blank faced, and he kind of turns and stuff, and that's the weirdest thing about the scene. Slughorn does look somewhat natural when he's saying yeah. this, in my opinion. I just wanted look up the actor. It's actually, I don't think now. Okay, so Hero finds. Oh, he is the nephew of Ralph Fiennes. Okay. He plays 11-year-old Voldemort in the film. And then and then Frank Delane. Is that Stephen? It's the son of Stephen Delane, who is in Game of Thrones. Who oh. I love. So they're not even related? They're not even related. But it is a different okay, actor. Okay, the fact that one of them is related to Ralph Fiennes, I was like, oh, it's Ralph Fiennes' nephews. It is. It's Ralph Fiennes' nephew. But the other one the other isn't. One is not. Yeah, the other that one is weird, man. Stephen Delane's son okay which is crazy literally i was like oh well not they, as but they much look, time has passed those as two thought. look they really look so, so similar at the top of this go away james corden okay <laughs> i agree so there are the three of them from the second movie and then okay you know but what? like look at how oh, similar they do still look really similar good job people that making is wild movies. to me okay so the older one there in that's in the Horcrux memory, it's just that he's like so stoic looking. Yeah. That's the part that is like jarring to me because when they get out of the memory, that's when Harry's like, what the fuck? Why is this memory so important? Yeah. And that's when Dumbledore almost has to say this has been doctored. What I really hate about this part of the movie is that they block out 
horcruxes. So that when, and this is obviously in the next chapter, but Harry doesn't actually know what he's asking about. Yeah. So they have him go in and word for word start the conversation with Slughorn as Tom Riddle had done it. Yeah, which is more in the next chapter, but I agree. But yeah, it's like, awful. It just sets it up. But I was like, you literally set this up so stupidly. Like, why are you not having him just say Horcrux? Horcrux. That was my ass, too. Well, if we know that they're talking about Horcruxes, then can't we just infer that Slughorn told him how to make Horcrux? Right. So maybe that's what the movie thought. And they're like, oh, this is too easy. You can just infer that. And then, boom, we know that Voldemort made Horcruxes. Especially because, like, Dumble already knows about some of the Horcruxes. Thus the crispy hand. Thus the little, like, oh, there's the ring in the locket or whatever it was that was mm-hmm. after the one memory. So Dumble knows enough. Why can't we just infer that? Maybe that's why they made that choice we were even like wow this is giving slughorn like major ptsd that it's like exactly word for word right yeah i have more thoughts on it but we'll talk about it next yes i just really did not like that all right so let's start with plus five to dollish because i felt bad for him i'm also going to give plus five to flitwick yay because of what was it you had the, said? The lines like, that he makes Seamus yes, do. Yes, 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 yes. I loved it. I think it's so funny. It's funny. Plus, we don't see Flitwick enough, I don't think. And we don't. We don't give him points. Love Flitwick. Plus, then to Hermione, because I did think that her, like, whininess did become more sassy. I think what we had talked about at the beginning of the episode with her, some of that happens more in the, at the, the next, next chapter. chapter. Cause she does it's, get back into that. It just overall, my frustration with that, just as I didn't address it when I said it before, and I'm sorry to interrupt this part, is that she, without real explanation, just chooses to ignore Ron in like a kind of cruel way. The like, fact that they find, just won't even talk yeah, about this. It's so yeah, stupid. Yeah. Cause I don't think Ron knows where Hermione's even coming from. He doesn't. You know, it's weird. But for this chapter, I gave her 10 points. Yeah. And then everything else is negative points. So I do yes. not know who your winner is for the next chapter, but I took five each from Fudge and Scrimmager because of the whole thing of Fudge told Scrimmager to look after Harry and blah, blah, blah. It's stupid. Fuck the ministry. Negative 10 to Slughorn. And I only did that because he doctored the memory. As we were talking through this, and even when we were watching the movie, I'm like, mm, I know I take away from Slughorn, but maybe I shouldn't. I'm still going to do it because he does doctor the memory, mm-hmm. and it's like, this is important information, Slughorn. Like, don't be so difficult about this. So I'm going to keep that like that. I still think Slughorn is top tier this book already, and I'm, I'm he's going to get more points, let's be honest. Negative 15 from Dumbledore, because I really did not like his approach and stuff. Like, he seems kind of... Like a bitchy gay. Oh, thank you so much for being a double man through and through. Oh, you have concerns about Snape? Don't worry about it. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's like one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. 15 might be quite a bit too much, but... and He's then Dumbledore. He'll be fine. Will he? I think we know what happens to him in a few <laughs> chapters, but... <laughs> and then the negative 25 to Voldemort. I mean, maybe he should be getting more taken away for killing his family, but I took away 25. I like it. So that's that. Next week, we are doing chapter 18, which is called Birthday Surprises. Oh, yes. Ooh. I wonder what those surprises could be. They'll I mean, be lovely and oh, fun. Oh, are they? Are they going to be lovely and fun? I mean, they're birthday surprises. So duh. probably. Oh, yeah. my God. I think maybe we're going to be doing some shots. I hope those shots don't kill us. Bye. <laughs>
Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!